Welcome back, me sweet listener. I'm Donna Peters. I'm an advisor to executives and next generation leaders who strive to be both career oriented and life minded. The Me Sweet podcast is a forum for how to lead our lives with more purpose, planning, and power, like C suites lead the companies we most admire. The C suite wakes up every day focused on three key decisions. Number one, are we living our own core values? Number two, is everything running smoothly in our day to day? And number three, how do we as individuals stay fresh and relevant for the future we desire to have? You get the idea. We each need a C-suite mentality for leading our own lives. We each need a me-suite, a source of power for the life-minded. Let's get in there. This episode is brought to you by Social Distancing. We are recording at a time where all around the world, people face a spectrum of losses from mild inconvenience to crippling insecurities to unimaginable grief. In the Me Suite, we have a remit that is to help ourselves live lives with more purpose, planning, and power, as listeners know. And I hope that each episode has a nugget for you, the listener, that helps propel us through this very difficult time all around the world. Today's guest is a student of the world who is equally, truly touched by our global crisis. His name is Keith Hausman. He has traveled to every continent except Antarctica. He's been to over 50 countries. He's a lover of the outdoors. He has two sons, a wife and a new dog. He has a career in procurement and supply chain. He is a founder of a company called Procurian, And he currently is the go-to-market lead for an artificial intelligence-driven procurement company called Globality. He has what I would call two feet on the ground and two eyes on the horizon. And I think today will be a very insightful, thoughtful conversation. Welcome, Keith Hausman. Thank you so much, Donna. I really uh, appreciate that introduction. And, And to play off of a little bit what you said there, Uh, We realize that we're recording this at at the height of the the health crisis that we're dealing with related to the coronavirus. And I think we both really hope and pray for a new normal to arrive. But in the meantime, we recognize that millions, if not billions of people are fighting to stay healthy and pay their bills and care for their families and and, and grieve. And we both recognize and respect people all around the world for their perseverance in getting through this difficult situation. Well, thank you for being here and sharing your empathy and sharing your expertise. It's very timely and very appropriate for us to start with really what matters, the core values. We like to start with that with everyone in the Me Suite, and it's probably even more powerful than ever. Could you start and share with the listeners your core values, Keith, and how they drive decisions in your life? Uh, I did have to think about it a bit because mm-hmm. you know, we don't we don't wake up in the morning thinking about our core values because we've kind of just ingrained them into you know who we are and what we do. But um, as I distilled it, I, a few came out for me. I think. The first one that that comes to mind for me is doing everything you do with pride and commitment. Mm. There's really no notion, you know, in in my world of doing something half, you know what? I mean, it just doesn't, I don't think that's a way to go about doing really anything. I think it implies your personal endeavors, you know, how you, you know, raise your children and how you do your work. But, um, and as a leader, I, I think this is one of the first things I look for in a person, you know, do they care? Uh, are mm. they going through the motions? Um, I have a, have a as, as you mentioned, I have a couple of uh, of boys, and uh, they've both both been soccer players their whole lives. And you know, my my younger one is a is a talented soccer player, and and you know, a striker, which means you know the the player that 
you know, is expected to score, if you will, for the yeah. team. You know, and I and I've had, it's been a journey with him because you know he would come off of a f- the field after you know a half after a game, and if he hadn't scored a goal, you know he was very down on himself. You know, and mm-hmm. it was like you know my job is to score a goal, and I said, you know, listen, that's fine. I get your commitment to doing your job on the field, but the most important thing really is that you show pride and commitment through every minute of the game, and you don't let you know, whether the outcome at that moment in time that mm-hmm. happened was the perfect outcome or not. So I just, for me, it's sort of like, you know, no half, you know what, <laughs> it's about pride and commitment in what mm-hmm. you do. So that's, that's for me kind of a, a, a big value that I think about in, you know, in life. The second one um, is, is it may seem a little bit uh, overused, but it's, it's this whole notion of treat others as you'd be expected to be treated. Um, mm. This is, a, you know, a, something that exists in, you know, faith and religion and, you know, all sorts of different places. But I think it's incredibly important, you know, in how you act in your community, how you work in your job. You know, I, I lead, you know, a go-to-market function, as you, you mentioned earlier on. And mm. the first thing I think about when I engage with a potential client or a client or a customer is what's in their best interest, you know, mm. because that's how I would want them to be thinking about me. Like what's, what's in my best interest? Um, because, you know, there's this thing, you know, again, a, a commonly used word called karma, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, the world is a small place and what comes around does go around. My third one, you know, is uh, I kind of believe in embracing change and kind of going with the flow. Okay. Making making the best uh, of every opportunity. You know, I I think one of my uh, former colleagues called me at one point a change junkie, and he said, <laughs> you know, if I had to like describe you, you're the kid on the toboggan at the top of the hill where there's bumps and there's ice and there's no track, and you're just excited and smiling because you don't really care where the toboggan's going to end up at the bottom of the hill. And I thought it was you know a good a good metaphor to describe me, but. You know, I, I just think there, there's a thing called fate and there's a thing you can't control everything that's going to happen. The question is, will you um, make the best of, of a situation as, as time goes along? I, you know, this company, Procurium, you mentioned was, was actually started as a, under a different name, but uh, in the dot-com era. Uh, and it was started as a pure technology company. It couldn't mm-hmm. have been a clear, you know, it was a, we raised hundreds of millions of dollars and we built technology. But, you know, the bubble burst. I mean, this is many years ago, but that was what happened. And the question was, you know, w- would we be like tens of thousands of other dot-com companies that just said, okay, well, it's over, fold up shop. Uh, you know, no, we said, we're going to make the best of this. And we're going to create a company that fuses technology with business services because that's what the world is ready for right now. I yeah. mean, it, the bubble had burst and the, w- the world was ready for something, but not ready for what we initially envisioned from a technology perspective you know, during that initial dot-com uh, sort of uh, uh, period of time. But it, it's, you know, and a lot of people said to me, did you like plan to be in procurement? <laughs> Heck no, I didn't plan to be in procurement. You know, it was, it was opportunities that, that came my way and you just have to make the best of them all, all along the way. And I think you will find your way to, you know, greatness in, in personal life and otherwise, as long as you kind of like look at it and go, this is lemons, but um, uh-huh. I, I like lemonade and I can turn it into lemonade in some way or some change. So, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, we're in that period right now. I mean, I, you know, as everyone sort of says it, we're, we're in, you know, isolation. We're in, um, you know, uh, we're in a time where we can't do things the way we did them before. And, 
you know, does that create uh, something that can good can come of that? And I think there are many companies out there trying to figure out what good they can they can create with a, a terrible, terrible situation. It's uh, and I think that's a good way to think about it. How can you create good of a situation? Yeah. So, so when you were in five-year-old kindergarten and you had to come dressed as what you wanted to be when you grew up, there's the girl there dressed up as the doctor and there was another kid dressed up as a fireman or something and you came dressed up as a procurement professional. Is yeah, that- yeah. <laughs> so I want to reflect on a few things you said. Um, your core value number two about treating other people the way you want to be treated, you use the expression, the world is a small place. And I think we're all appreciating that now more than ever. Yeah. And then the second one, when you mentioned going with the flow and thinking about change, that's actually the most requested podcast episode topic that I'm getting from listeners Mm. is, can we please do an episode on the topic of change? So I might have to call you back later about that topic. I I would love to do that. (laughs) And I I, I do usually do things in threes, but I have a fourth core value that I'll just hit on real quickly. But it's it's sort of... um, it's a little bit tied to the room. It's like going into the world every single day uh, with an open mind. Mm. Um, you know, we've all been through corporate training on bias, and we all know how damaging bias is uh, to people, to business opportunities, to cultures, and and so forth. But you know, I I, I think if you go into every day, every moment, every interaction with a person with an open mind, a magical thing is going to happen. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll use an example from you know years ago. I, uh, there was a gentleman on my team at, at Procurian. Uh, who had spent his entire life in you know operations roles, operations, operation. He's an operator. You know, th- mm-hmm. this guy is an operator. Um, and at one point, I just saw in him uh, something that said, "I think he would be good at working with customers. You know, selling a business service." And you know, lo and behold, you know, you know, a year or two of, of awkwardness. I mean, he became the best go-to-market guy we had. I mean, just an absolute rainmaker. It was just the open-mindedness of saying, uh-huh. "Okay, well, you know, his resume says he's an operator. You know, he looks like an operator, but maybe that's not really what is it. And maybe that background helps him think about the client and different experiences. Right. And it and it and it sure did. Yeah, I always enjoyed working for bosses who had that mindset that you have that helped find something different in me that maybe I didn't recognize in myself." or who were interested in working with people that were just good athletes. If I gave you a baseball bat, you could play baseball. If I gave you a soccer ball, mm-hmm. you could play soccer. Mm-hmm. I, I found bosses like you uh, were the more motivating ones to work for because you you saw the art of the possible in the person. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or just, you know, not close it off yeah. before you really even thought about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a really good example. What can we learn from your area of expertise that makes us better in the me-suite? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, first I just say I think my area of expertise is a bit of a general management expertise as opposed uh-huh. to like a I'm a marketer or I'm a CTO or whatever it might be. But you know, I thought about this and I think there are several things um, mm-hmm. you know th- that that come to mind for me general management wise. I mean, every general manager, every company, every team, every you know business, if you will, you know, has a five-year plan, a three-year plan. Everyone has annual goals and objectives. Everyone has quarterly deliverables. Everyone has growth targets. Everyone has... Da, 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 da. So the point of all of that is that companies, businesses, business leaders 
are just filled with like goals and objectives that they mm-hmm. have, things that they have to accomplish, you know, either long horizon or short horizon. Mm-hmm. You know, and I found in and actually the the crisis we're in and that we're we're at home and we're in a different world and different environment. I think that people too infrequently in their personal lives, they don't take a step back and say, what do I want to accomplish today? What do I want to accomplish uh. this year? What do I want to accomplish, you know, in this um you know, in my, you know, fifties, you know, wh- uh-huh. whatever the, whatever the range or, or topic is. And I just, you know, I find, I find myself every, every morning, you know, what do I want to accomplish today? Because mm-hmm. I know if you think about psychology and I'm not a psychologist or anything like this, and, and you're, you're closer to that space than I am, but people, de- you develop a sense of, of worth and satisfaction and happiness when you know you have accomplished something. Mm. But if you don't have a plan in your in your non-work life like you do in your work life for what you want to accomplish and what you what you know what goals you have and what you want to set out to achieve I think you're in trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself only half fulfilled um in your in your personal life. So to me it's like apply the discipline of having goals and objectives and you know your annual review and you know a lot of times we call this, you know, the you know the new year's resolution but you know, New Year's resolutions, I, I don't think is the right way to approach it. I yeah. mean, they, they come and go, but it is really having a sort of short, medium and long-term plan. And the short-term plan is what am I going to do today? Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think, you know, many of us over our, our you know careers and lives, you wake up in the morning and you open up your computer and you see you have meetings for the next nine hours <laughs> and, you know, and, and at least four of them are like, why am I on that call? Like, how yeah. is that going to help me accomplish anything? What is it going to do either for my work, my business or my personal life? So I think it's just being more planful about what do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And really, you know, having those, those, those lists every minute of every day. And, and um, um, so that's, you know, kind of one is just the discipline of, I just call it the accomplishment mindset. I want to accomplish um. things. And it's not just accomplishing work things. It's accomplishing, you know, personal things. And I think, you know, uh, if, if you have, you know, a lot of listeners will have, you know, children. And I think we, a lot of times we just sort of like put it like, well, I, I want to help my, you know, kids do this and do that and become this or that, you know, that's fine. But like a lot of this is like you, like, what are you mm. going to accomplish? So that's one. Another one that I think about is, uh, again, Companies and businesses and leaders have they have a story about their company. Mm. There's a story, you know. The story is their value proposition. The story is their brand. The story is the product they're trying to uh, sell. Uh, the story is, you know, why they deserve a seat at the table in a you know in a corporate setting, whatever it might be. And um, I think again, you know, if we apply this to our personal lives, uh, it would be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It's a little bit. It's it's not quite like a personal brand, but like, what is the story of me? Yeah. You know, what is Keith Hausman, you know, in the, in the marketplace, in the community, in his family, in his friend circle, what is he known for? What, what do we, what do people like him for or, or not like him for hopefully like, yeah, that was the second thing is just the whole notion of using the, the power of storytelling um, that we that we aspire to and do all the time at work, but doing it in our in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. I love that one too. Yeah, and then for me, the last one is legacy. So you know, mm. companies companies have succession plans, right? And okay, when I'm done with doing this role, or when I retire from that job, when I do, I have a succession plan. I'm going to leave a legacy, and, and 
you know, people think, you know, endlessly about what, you know, how do they time their exit from whatever it is they're doing to go on to the next thing? Did I time it the right way? You see this in athletics, you know, the quarterback of such and such a team, I want to go out on a high note. I want to, you know, there's so much energy around, um, what is my legacy? What is my Mm -hmm. succession plan? What did I leave behind? You know, did I leave the company in a better place than when I started it? Did I leave the job, the team, the, the project in a better place? But I think this applies in our personal lives, again, equally as well. Yeah. What do I want the family and the friends and the network and, you know, and all the colleagues that you've touched? What do you, what do you, you know, how, what, what will the legacy be? around yourself and, and when you when you're not doing whatever it was before so that, that that was the third one i really thought of is like take the time that you that you do at work to they where you plan successors you plan the team you plan what's going to go on next you plan you know the quarterback timing his retirement to, you know at a perfect point all of that has to apply to your you know your personal life your family your friends etc equally as well yeah and uh, i think a lot can come out of that in terms of personal self-satisfaction yeah So I started my introduction mentioning that this would be an insightful conversation and you are proving true to your introduction. Yeah, well, good. I appreciate that. (laughs) These things don't really have anything to do with procurement and supply chain. No, 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 they <laughs> but they, they have more to do with with how to move through the universe in a meaningful way. Yeah, I, as I said, I got the procurement accidentally. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so so I love it. Yeah. And I try to keep other things, you know, in the, in the forefront of my mind as well. Mm-hmm. I do. I love it. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to leave with a listener? There is a little bit, and there's a uh, there's two. One is um, there's this ve- very old saying from Greek philosophy and religion and so forth that says. You know, the body is the temple of the mind. Mm. And, um, you know, at work, we, you know, unless we're um, athletes or unless we're farmers or whatever it might be, um, you know, mostly what we use in our, in our job is our mind. Mm. But I, there, there's, there's something I've learned, you know, that your mind, it, it, this is scientific fact, but I've mm-hmm. also learned it anecdotally myself, that your mind, your energy level, your sharpness, your thoughtfulness... Mm. Uh, your caring, everything that goes on up here in your mind um, is is only going to be as good as you as it can be or should be if your body is healthy. It's mm. it's rested, it's well fed, you know things of that nature. So mm-hmm. I I just think that uh, we we all get caught up in like this is about like how sharp my mind is and how well read I am and, mm-hmm. and and things of that nature. But it's a lot of it's just how physically strong you are because that's what makes you know the mind strong. Yeah. And last but last, last but definitely not least, mm-hmm. uh, um, is uh, uh, life is way too short to not absolutely be having fun in, in what you're doing. Um, uh-huh. And uh, you know, I, I think you know when, when you when you hit that point where it's not fun, whatever it is, it's something personal, something in at work, um, that's the time to make a change. It I, you know it's it's hard to say during a pandemic when there's people worried about paychecks and so forth. But, you know, if you put that aside for a moment, because that will go, that will come and go. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if, if you are, if you are not having fun, what you're doing, uh, it is time to reevaluate and find something else to do. Yeah. Because it is, you know, we're not here that long and, uh, uh it has to be fun. It has to be enjoyable. The people you're around, the work you're doing, the team you're on. So just, have fun uh, and uh, and stop doing what isn't fun and find a different path if you're not having fun. 
Yeah. And again, kind of a prophetic time to be giving that advice because we know a lot of people are facing some crossroads and maybe they have uh, officially a job loss or, or just a sense of job insecurity. So it's a really nice time to be stopping and thinking, what do I want for that future? Yeah. How do I stay fresh and relevant for that future that I want to have? How is it going to be aligned to my core values? I just see so much connection to what you've been saying to the, the heart and the remit of the me suites. I really appreciate you helping us pull it all together. Absolutely. Yeah. So Keith, we've had a lot to learn from you and I really appreciate you being so thoughtful and sharing it with the listeners. Thank you, Keith Hausman, everybody. All right. Thanks, Donna. Thank you for joining us in the me suite. I'm Donna Peters. Subscribe to the podcast, share ideas for future episode topics. Visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and at themesuite.com. That's the-me-suite.com. Suite like executive suite. That's the-me-suite.com. The Me Suite, a source of power for the life-minded.